I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Finally. The president taking his legislative wins on the road in Pennsylvania. Former presidential aide Steve Bannon faces sentencing. Getting help faster for people in crisis. What's happening in Frederick County? I'm Kate Ryan. Down day across the board on Wall Street, Thursday trading. Good morning, 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. On the campaign trail in Pennsylvania, President Biden cited the recent infrastructure bill in Pittsburgh and then turned to international issues in Philadelphia. CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy traveled with him. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy told Punchbowl News this week that if Republicans take control of Congress, they won't give Ukraine a blank check. The president responded Thursday at a Democratic fundraiser in Philadelphia. These guys don't get it, he told donors, saying the notion of backing away from Ukraine would have serious consequential outcomes. Mr. Biden added that Republicans, quote, have no sense of American foreign policy. Ruling that they have no standing to bring such a suit, a federal judge in St. Louis dismissed an effort by six Republican-led states to block the Biden administration plan to forgive student loan debt for tens of millions of Americans. A close Donald Trump associate and one-time White House strategist is now scheduled to be sentenced today in connection with the House investigation of the pro-Trump riot of January 6th. Steve Bannon was convicted on two counts of contempt of Congress for defying the January 6th committee at sentence. The prosecutors are going to seek six months in prison on those counts, arguing that Bannon used hyperbolic rhetoric to disparage the committee and personally attack the committee's members. Bannon, of course, will seek leniency and signals in his court filings an appeal is still coming. Correspondent Scott McFarland. In Los Angeles, there's been a mostly guilty verdict in a sex abuse case involving a former gynecologist at UCLA. James Heaps was found guilty on five of 21 counts involving sexual assaults of seven women between 2009 and 2018. The guilty counts included sexual battery and sexual penetration of an unconscious person. He was found not guilty on seven counts. On the remaining counts, the jury was deadlocked. CBS News correspondent Steve Futterman. In the aftermath of the enormous damage and environmental impact of Hurricane Ian on southwest Florida, there is now a potentially deadly health threat as well lurking in standing water there. Correspondent Manuel Bajorquez. More than three weeks after Hurricane Ian devastated parts of southwest Florida, its dangers persist. This time in the form of a bacteria called Vibrio vulnificus, which lives in brackish waters and can enter the skin through open wounds, causing the skin to break down, which is why some call it a flesh-eating bacteria. It can be treated with antibiotics, but spreads quickly and causes death in one of every five people infected. In the 50th state, residents of Hawaii Island are being urged to reduce electricity use to prevent the need for rolling 30-minute outages. Hawaiian Electric says the plea is needed because three major generators are offline. Dow futures are down. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Moments. They surround us. Intersecting. Every day, every instant. Moments that can change us forever. In a region where news is never-ending, a singular sound defines our moments. A constant signal delivering the top news right at your fingertips when you need it most. For better, for worse, always connected. Our legacy is the future and we'll never miss a moment. WTOP News, 103.5 FM. WTOP at 403. 
Friday morning, October 21st, 2022. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. Mostly sunny, milder today, light winds wrapping up your week. High 60 to 65 this Friday, 35 you're waking up to now. Good morning to you. Indeed, Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your early Friday morning ride, topping the local stories we're looking at for you. As we do head down the road together today, Metro is taking disciplinary action now against one of its bus drivers. This coming apparently after the driver was accused of not properly responding when a woman was attacked this week on a W4 bus in D.C. It was on Monday that video surfaced of a woman being beaten by a group of young people on a bus. She told Fox 5 that during that attack in D.C., other passengers and the bus driver didn't help or respond to her initial calls to stop the bus. In a statement, Metro spokesperson Ian Janetta says leadership has determined that the bus operator did not follow proper procedures during the incident and that appropriate administrative action will be taken. Responding to what happened, the union that represents Metro bus drivers says bus drivers are not law enforcement and that intervening in a fight, assault, or dispute would place a target on the bus driver's back. The search continues for the attackers. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Now, if you're one who wants to comment on Virginia's proposed and controversial transgender transgender policy, that is, for school students in public school, you've only got a few days actually left to do that. And Governor Glenn Youngkin to that end has a message for you this morning. Once this policy is law... He says he fully expects the state's schools districts, all of them, to enforce it. Some school systems, including those in Alexandria and Fairfax counties, say they won't follow the new policy, which would require parental sign-off on the use of any name or pronoun other than what's in a student's official record. Governor Youngkin's response? It's the law. Though it's not clear what Youngkin can do to force school systems to listen. For now, he just says... Parents have a fundamental right in the Commonwealth to be the key decision-maker with their children in these decisions. This is a time for us to recognize laws are on the books for reasons, and we need to abide by them. Public comments on the proposed changes are being accepted through Wednesday of next week. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. New this morning on WTOP Friday, a federal judge postponing the criminal trial for Maryland Governor Larry Hogan's former chief of staff just days before it was actually set to start. Roy McGrath is accused of lying to get a severance pay of more than 230000 bucks from the government-owned nonprofit Maryland Environmental Service, where he worked before joining the Hogan administration. Specifically, McGrath is accused this morning of claiming Hogan approved the severance amount, while the governor says that's not true. No new trial date set as of yet, as we previously reported here on WTOP. When this case does finally go to trial, Hogan himself will be on the witness list. Stay tuned. WTOP at 406. Whether it's an issue with mental health or substance abuse, a new facility locally in Frederick County will offer immediate help to people in crisis. It's called a crisis stabilization center, and Frederick County Executive Jan Gardner says there's a clear need for a place that people can turn to when they need help now. Behavioral health issues account for about 20% of emergency department visits to Frederick Health Hospital. That's one out of every five visits to the emergency room. Gardner says Frederick County has among the state's highest number of 911 calls related to behavioral health care issues. The new facility will be operated in partnership with a nonprofit mental health association in Frederick, which will also be able to offer round the clock care when the new center opens in 2023. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. 
WTOP at 407. Traffic and weather coming right up. People who shop at Diamonds Direct for diamonds and engagement rings can't believe the prices. They blew everybody else out of the water. I saved between $1,500 and $2,000. Came here first, got a really good price, went around everywhere else, and it wasn't really even close. I looked online. I'd actually shopped a couple of local stores. They could not begin to touch the size, the quality, or the pricing. Crazy the deal that we got. Couldn't believe I was able to get into a ring like this. Of all the places that I visited, everybody from mom and pop shops to wholesalers to local franchisees. Nobody could compete from a pricing standpoint with Diamonds Direct. It's because Diamonds Direct is a true direct diamond importer with special access to the world's most exquisite diamonds. No middleman markups and a commitment to beat any price, anywhere, anytime. Whether it be duty-free in the Caribbean or other countries, Diamonds Direct prices have beaten everything I've looked at. At least 20% lower than what we had been looking at at other stores. They blew everybody else out of the water. Get the engagement ring of her dreams at the price you deserve. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. DiamondsDirect.com. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Friday morning, October 21st. Welcome in. The invasion of Ukraine. Live updates 24 7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Latest on the war after traffic and weather. It's 408. Good morning. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Picking up cones on the Capitol Beltway in the Outer Loop work zone right before you get off the Legion Bridge, or just after you get off the Legion Bridge near the ramps for the GW Parkway. Just saw the cone picker uppers passing through my camera shot. They're not quite done yet. Still over to the left once you come off the Legion Bridge, but shortly thereafter, you're back into all lanes as you make your way toward I-66. And I think the other work zone, if not completely picked up, almost so, and near exit 47 for Route 7. That one has been problematic all night long. Good riddance to bad rubbish there. On the inner loop, we still have some work in the roadway. After 123, should be two to the right to get by there. Unclear the status of our work zone near Georgetown Pike. Haven't gotten that one in a good clear camera shot. But when last observed, it was two right lanes getting past that one as well. On 66, hopefully we're going to see the end of our cones soon, especially the problematic ones we had near exit 57 for Route 50. Westbounders down to a right lane when it moves. And for long stretches of the morning, it did not at all. And a lot of stoppages, but hopefully they're going to get those things picked up here fairly soon. Eastbounders, you may still have some issues trying to get out of Gainesville and out of Manassas. The cones down in the roadway at last report after 28 Centerville over on the right side. Still have not gotten any uh, yay or nay on whether or not our uh, off-ramps have been opened up on 66. They had closed several of them, eastbound and westbound, roughly between the Fairfax County Parkway and Route 29 at Centerville. In Maryland, on the outer loop of the Capitol Beltway, they have taken away the cones. We have all travel lanes available before you get to Richie Marlboro Road. It's all four lanes available as you make your way toward Route 50. Visit Fitzball.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs next to a new car. A Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzball.com today. I'm Ian Crawford, WTLP Traffic. It is finally Friday morning. Skies are clear. Temperatures down in the mid-30s again for most of the suburbs this morning. Not quite as cold downtown. I've got nothing but good news in the forecast for your Friday and your Saturday plans. All sunshine today with a high of 66. Another chilly start tomorrow morning, but not as cold as it has been recently, generally in the low to mid-40s. And then your Saturday afternoon, bright and sunny. Highs near 70 tomorrow. Cooler on Sunday, lots of clouds, and at least a chance for a couple of drops of rain by Sunday afternoon. 
I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. Right now, uh, around the region this very early morning, you're waking up to 37 degrees in Rockville, 36, Ashburn, 39, District Heights. We're now down to 35 at our nation's capital. This check brought to you this morning by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. This is WTOP News. October is beautiful at Hillwood Estate Museum and Gardens. Come stroll through the 13 acres of formal gardens bursting with fall color. Tour the mansion and be dazzled by the unrivaled collection of decorative art. And don't miss the special exhibition, Grace of Monaco, Princess in Dior. Exploring the glamorous fashion of the legendary Grace Kelly, Princess of Monaco, created by the House of Dior through clothing, accessories, photos, and more. On view now. Plan your visit at hillwoodmuseum.org. WTOP at 412. Good morning. Now to the latest of the war. The White House says the U.S. has evidence now that Iranian troops are directly engaged on the ground in Crimea, supporting Russian drone attacks on Ukraine. Spokesman for the National Security Council telling reporters this week that Iran has sent a relatively small number of personnel to Crimea to help Russian troops in launching Iranian-made explosive drones. A lot of top international security officials are meeting right now. This morning, WTOP national security correspondent J.J. Green from Latvia with what he's learned. There's plenty of evidence that Russia's failing in this war and even more evidence that President Vladimir Putin is under a significant amount of pressure, pressure that may eventually cause him his job. And considering his never-give-in approach, it may cost him a great deal more than that. But one of the big questions, and this is just one of many, is what happens after him if they are able to get rid of him. And then there, you have to think about who might be in line. You have uh, the Butcher of Bucha, one of the military's top generals or former generals. Then you have Sergei Saruvakin, who wrecked Aleppo, another general. These are all potential successors, so there are those who are really concerned about what happens after a Putin regime? It may be worse. Not to say that this regime itself doesn't need to be essentially eliminated, but there are these difficult questions that folks are wrestling with about, in addition to how to stop this carnage, how to help Ukraine, how to end this war, protect other countries, but then how to stop this whole idea of Russia needing to dominate or lord over other countries is to stop it from spreading any further. Let's talk about sanctions for a minute. The uh, EU sanctioned Iran for supplying those drones to Russia, and the U.S., of course, has sanctioned Russia for the war. And while the sanctions have elicited some pain, J.J., it certainly hasn't stopped Russia's onslaught. Is there a way that tougher sanctions could work? Well, I was talking to a couple of people. One of the things that they mentioned is that there really needs to be a concerted effort to fill the loopholes. The EU has sanctions that it's put down. The U.S. has sanctions that it has put down, but they aren't necessarily all on the same page. And so, in other words, what we're hearing here is that there are gaps in between these sanctions where Russia and Belarus and other countries that are helping Russia are able to escape. So they need to fill in these areas, these gray areas, clog them up, basically prevent them from being able to evade these sanctions. And these folks really believe that that would do quite a bit to tamp down and perhaps even end this war. Of course, Russia's neighbors are all very tense these days. When we look at this war and all the fallout and the impact, what is the biggest concern for the government and people of Latvia right now? 
I had an opportunity to speak with Latvia's president, and he said to me, the thing is getting people to understand that none of these countries that are Russia's neighbors are going to go back to the dark ages. None of them are going to give in. None of them are going to go back to this time where Russia could essentially domineer over these countries. And so what they're concerned about is how far this regime might go to stay on that track, nuclear weapons or chemical weapons, trying to attack borders of its neighboring countries like Lithuania, Estonia, and Latvia. These are the things that they're worried about now, that Russia might try to do something like that even while this war is going going on aside from all that. That's the thing that folks in Latvia are really concerned about right now. With the latest in the war between Russia and Ukraine, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green talking there with Sean Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. The Capitals' first win streak of the season ends at just two games after the Ottawa Senators scored the final five goals to beat the Caps 5-2. T.J. Oshie and Anthony Mantha scored on the power play 34 seconds apart in the first period, and then it all fell apart for Coach Peter Laviolette. We shot ourselves in the foot too many times with the puck. Then the first period, we did exactly what we wanted to do. We put the puck north, we put it behind them. We're in the offensive zone, we're delivering pucks at the net. And uh, second period and third period played East West Hockey and didn't deliver any pucks and, you know, not good enough. Darcy Kemper got a workout in net with 39 saves. The Houston Astros hold a two-games-to-none lead in the ALCS thanks to a 3-2 victory over the Yankees. Alex Bregman's three-run homer was his 14th in his postseason career to set an MLB playoff record among third basemen. And it was just enough for the win, telling TBS. He was just fortunate enough to put a good swing on it, but all the credit there goes to Jordan hustling down the line and beating out that ground ball, and just a great team win. On the college gridiron, UVA got its first conference win of the season on the road in prime time, beating Georgia Tech 16-9 to improve to 3-4. and four. The highest-scoring Thursday night game of the year was upstaged by the breaking news that the San Francisco 49ers acquired Pro Bowl running back Christian McCaffrey from Carolina for a package of picks. On the field, Arizona beat New Orleans 42-34. to Back home, bad news for the Washington Commanders ahead of Sunday's game against the Green Bay Packers. Jahan Dotson re-aggravated his hamstring injury at practice, leaving his status for Sunday in question. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Among the top stories Friday morning, we're following on TOP for you with only two and a half weeks until the midterms. President Joe Biden was in Pittsburgh this week promoting the benefits of the bipartisan infrastructure law. Both the U.S. Supreme Court and a federal judge in Missouri rejecting challenges to the implementation of the White House program student loan debt relief program. That program, which takes effect this weekend, cancels up to $20,000 in student debt from millions of borrowers. And Liz Truss has become the U.K.'s shortest ever serving prime minister at 45 days. Stepping down Thursday after being vilified for her very unpopular economic policy. Stay with WTLP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Friday morning, October 21st at 418. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Good morning to Ian Crawford in the WTLP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. 395 Southbound in Virginia is where we start. The crash near Seminary Road now blocking a left lane and a right lane. So you stand down the center in a column of two with caution to get past the crash activity. 95, no sign yet of whether or not they've wrapped up that work zone northbound before uh, Route 1 Spotsylvania. That was over on the left side with some stoppages possible. After that, from Fredericksburg all the way to the Springfield Interchange, we are nice and quiet. On the Capitol Beltway, it's flattening out nicely. Thank you very much. After our overnight excitement, I believe the work zones have cleared or have not, or not so. They're almost done. 
on the outer loop of the Capitol Beltway, so you should have all your traveling available from the Legion Bridge to I-66. Now, over the top of that, on the George Washington Memorial Parkway, southbound as you come off of the Capitol Beltway and link up with the, the parkway itself, they are still blocking the right lane of two over the top on that overpass that goes over the top of the Capitol Beltway. On I-66, caller tells us the eastbound ramp to the inner loop is blocked. I was not aware that that was blocked overnight, though with all the other stuff that's dropped in the road overnight, nothing more would surprise me, to be honest. But again, no sign that they're going to be opening that one up anytime soon. Eastbound 66, the ramp to the inner loop blocked. You will need another way to access the inner loop. Once on the inner loop, the work zones... After 123 and after Georgetown Pike at last report, they were still in the roadway, two right lanes getting by. Back to 66, the westbound work before exit 57 for Route 50 at Fair Oaks, the right lane still getting by. And then to the left in a single file after 29 Centerville. Hopefully they're going to be pulling our cones soon eastbound after 28 Centerville. That is a right lane to get by. The sparkling romantic comedy holiday at the arena stage spotlights class, success, and the infallibility of love in the roaring 20s. Tickets at arenastage.org radio. I'm Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Good morning. Temperatures are in the chilly zone again this morning, but it's not quite as cold as it has been recently, and there's a little moderating trend in the weather coming your way. Your Friday afternoon will be filled with sunshine. Today's high 66. Back into the low and mid-40s on Saturday morning. Saturday afternoon sunshine with a high near 70. Clouds come back into the picture on Sunday with a chance for a little light rain Sunday afternoon and evening. Sunday's high only 62, but back up near 70 on Monday. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. We're at 39 degrees in Upper Marlboro, 34 in Centerville, 45 degrees in our nation's capital right now. This check brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Call 1-800-279-5300, newlookhomedesign.com. Check them out. I'd like to see the doctor for a few questions about medical marijuana. Sir, the doctor is booked solid today and tomorrow and next week. Can you come back in three weeks? Wait, wait. Just to talk about a medical marijuana card, I have to wait three weeks? No, sir. Just between us, no one has to wait. I got my own medical marijuana card sitting at my kitchen table through VeraHeal.com. It was quick, professional, and so easy. VeraHeal.com? V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L.com. They have a library of medical marijuana facts and scientific research to browse. And you can pre-qualify for a card online in minutes. Great. But I still have questions. You can easily talk to a doctor right there online. Everything is private and secure. For reliable cannabis information and to pre-qualify online, join Verahill's millions of satisfied clients at V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L.com. Get started today with easy financing. Pay only if you qualify. Verahill.com. This is WTOP News. Three DC companies are being dissolved after being found guilty of discriminating against people using housing vouchers. Now, those companies will also be paying the largest civil penalty for housing discrimination ever imposed in the entire U.S. The companies and their executives paying $10 million in fines handle 15 apartment buildings in D.C., Darrow Management Services, Darrow Realty, and Infinity Real Estate. We believe that their conduct was intentional toward the type of community that they wanted in their um residences. Nadine Sacker of the D.C. Attorney General's office is one of the attorneys who worked the case. Voucher holders did not fit that community. They did not want to have these black single mothers, elderly people in their buildings in wards one, two, and three. In the district, Christy King, WTOP News. Now we 
turn to the economy this morning on WTOP. High inflation and high interest rates still have not apparently shaken a very strong job market we're seeing right now. The number of Americans filing for unemployment aid dropped down 12,000 to 214,000. So can the job picture stay strong? We asked Mark Hamrick, senior economic analyst for Bankrate.com, to talk about the jobless claims after Hurricane Ian and where we stand. Certainly in the sense of Florida, they had an initial rise, I would say not as large as what I expected. And while their claims are elevated, they are coming down even from a recent week. And then broadly nationally, we're at the lowest level in about a month in the low 200,000 range. So the job market from everything we can see, seems to be cooling, but there's no rush to the unemployment lines, the virtual unemployment lines. Hey, Mark, we're a couple of weeks away from another Fed meeting. Still on track for more interest rate hikes? We sure are, and that'll be likely the fourth 75 basis point move or three quarters of 1%. And it's because, as we discussed, the most recent inflation data came in hot and hotter than expected. And so the Federal Reserve has only recently begun to sort of creep into above neutral or slightly restrictive interest rates. It wants to get above the rate of inflation with its benchmark rate, which is just above 3%. As we know, inflation's running a lot hotter than that. Are there indications these high interest rates have started cooling the economy overall? Well, yes, I think broadly speaking, we've certainly seen the impacts in the stock market and a bear market for quite some time. And the housing market, obviously, in something of a deep chill. We heard about how existing home sales have declined once again and are off 24% from a year ago because we have mortgage rates, by our measure, near 7% or at the highest level since 2006. So that creates a huge affordability hurdle. And I think we'll see more of this. But activity broadly is hanging in there across the biggest part of the economy. While our economy has proven so far to be rather resilient, there's still a lot of talk about these Fed rates possibly kicking off a world recession. Anything on that? I think Europe will be first in that uh, department simply because they're having to deal with the very high heating costs. We're seeing some relief on the food cost front coming out of Ukraine. The U.S. probably is in the best position, but uh, we may not be able to skirt a recession. Ultimately, the question is, how serious is it? And I think we can avoid recessions like the last two that we had. That's Mark Hamrick, Senior Economic Analyst for Bankrate.com. <laughs> Talking the economy, crunching the latest jobless numbers with Hillary and Sean. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Mark is part of your money news at 25 and 55 on WTOP. Women's leadership is elevating our world, and Innova is a leader in elevating women's health care. Innova Fairfax Hospital is ranked top 10 in the nation for obstetrics and gynecology by U.S. News & World Report. We are committed to putting women first. Our team listens to what matters most to you, from childbirth options and high-risk maternity care to pelvic floor health, surgery, and cancer treatment. Experience elevated women's care at Innova. Explore innova.org slash women first. WTOP. Here's Saquab Sheikh, the head of strategy and growth at AWS, on the discussion Data Driving Customer Service, sponsored by Maximus. There's a huge perception gap in a lot of organizations. When we're setting up these initiatives, how can we truly listen? Getting frontline feedback, that's hard. There's a lot of data that's out there, but it's locked away. So one of the things we think about when we have conversations with our customers is what can we do to unlock that and empower these CX initiatives? Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News 
Network. Search Maximus. Decades of experience in delivering programs for the federal government has given Maximus a unique view of how to accelerate delivery of citizen services. Across the government, Maximus deploys the right mix of expertise, technology, 